Nah, we was over hey, here. That, we was about to start drinking too, but I was like, hold on. I said, no, nah, I'm not drinking nothing because we about to start this podcast. Hold on. Facts. We don't want you to get too sensitive on the mic. Ain't nobody thinking no sensitive. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Welcome to the first episode of Products of Long Beach Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Chambers, a.k.a. BC Got Kicks. I'm joined by my three co-hosts, a.k.a. You know, mainly my brothers, you know, blood couldn't make us any closer. I got my first one, Bryson Chambers, a.k.a. BC versus the world. Yes, sir. I got my my brother, Freddie, or Fredericks, Fretro Boomin. Yes, sir. What's happening? And then I got my other brother, Jalen McClung, a.k.a. Velvet Hoops. Oh, yeah. You know. Coochie Scout. (laughs) 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 All right. So, Jalen, I'm going to have you go first. You know, just uh, get a little background on your birthplace, man. Where you from? You know, from Long Beach, you know, born and raised, pretty much been my whole life, you know, pretty much it. <laughs> That's what's up. That's what's pretty up. Nice. What about you, Bryson? Uh, you know, Long Beach, uh, same same old, same old, you know, nothing much, nothing major. That was it. Long Beach, you feel me? And then Freddie? Uh, same, man. You know, born and raised in Long Beach, you know, uh, currently out in Oregon, you feel me? Doing that yes, new sir. thing, so you know, real, and then you know, me, real easty, real easty, <laughs> real easty. And you know, same over here, Long Beach, born and raised. You know, um, I got a better question though. Um, what does Long Beach being from Long Beach mean to you guys? Nah, go ahead, Freddie. Go ahead, Freddie. You first. All right. Um, well, for me, growing up in Long Beach, you know, I didn't really have too much of an understanding of it when I was younger, but. As I got older, understanding and talking to my family, who pretty much all grew up out here, you know, Long Beach is a lot more than people give it credit for. You know, it's, mm-hmm. I have people that, you know, you know, I would consider friends and people that I'm close to that are from other cities like L.A. or, you know, surrounding areas that, you know, always got jokes about Long Beach, but yet they're always out in Long Beach, you know, whether it's for events or brunch, yeah, or, facts, facts, you know, facts, all facts. kind of stuff. And, you know, I've, especially as I've gotten older, I have a real appreciation for the way that people from Long Beach support each other, you know, whether mm-hmm. it's in sports or, you know, with high school athletics like Wilson and Polly, you know, or, you know, Milliken and you have, you know, music, you know, people who do music like Hey Dion and, you know, uh, Giveon, you know, stuff like that. And, mm-hmm. you know, or whatever the case may be, you know, obviously everybody thinks, you know, everybody from Long Beach knows Snoop, you know, or whatever yeah. the case may be. But it's, it's so much more than that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just as I've gotten older, I'm proud to to be able to say that I'm from Long Beach. I love my city. I love where I'm from. I love the people that I've met from Long Beach and the things mm-hmm. that I've been introduced to and exposed to because of Long Beach. I've seen people come from different cities in this country that have absorbed Long Beach, whether they came for school or just to live. And, you know, they came out here thinking Long Beach was one way and they've really adopted that, you know, Long Beach is really like where it's a laid back city, man. And we have Mm -hmm. things to offer that people overlook because it's not LA, you know, it's not, you know, Everybody comes here to go to club and like that, but you can really find yourself in the the nooks and crannies of Long Beach. You know whether you ride mm-hmm. bikes or you or you surf or you skate 
or, you know, you're into art, you know, there's all kind of things that you can get into in Long Beach that, yeah. you know, people take for granted and overlook. But, you know, Long Beach to me is is home. That will always be my home. And I'm proud to represent where I'm from everywhere that I go. Bryson, go ahead. See, man. Now, obviously, me and Brian are blood brothers. So we grew up in the same house. We literally mm-hmm. grew up across the street from Silverado Park. We was literally there every day and every night. That's where we started That's... skating. That's where we started hooping. That's where we swam at. I mean, mm-hmm. Long Beach really is just home, man. And no matter where I go, I can all, you know what I'm saying? Like, you you can always find a new home somewhere else, but Long Beach will always be home. And I, I anywhere I go, I tell people I'm from Long Beach. And that's that's just a, a pride thing. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, Long yeah. Beach, just, I feel like, like that city just gives you a different type of energy. Because <laughs> Long Beach, you feel me? Long Beach is very different from L.A. Don't right. put us in the same category as that. I mean, am I wrong? Yeah, like it's just disrespectful. Nah, you right. Yeah, you nah, I feel you. And just to pick, just to piggyback off what my brother is saying, you know, with us being blood brothers and all, um, Long Beach for me, man, uh, I've carried it everywhere I've gone. I've it's almost been like a chip on my shoulder everywhere I've gone. Like went Fresno for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, people would always ask me where I was from, and like most of the time, you know how people say, "Oh, L.A.," because they most people don't know exactly where it is. I always made sure I said Long Beach, no matter what so proud to represent and it's a city that we have we've had many artists many athletes mm-hmm, like mm-hmm, just mm-hmm. a lot of people that's come through this city and put a name for this city and uh with Snoop Dogg being the most you know prominent one um I, I just feel like there's a lot of talent and there's a lot of people in this city that uh are more than willing to you know go out of their comfort zone to put their city on a map and to show the world you know what Long Beach is all about so is there anything you want to add Jay? Yeah, pretty much what Long Beach is like a one of a kind place, you know. Mm-hmm. You got a mixture of everything, you know, different neighborhoods, different ethnicities, all that, but mm-hmm. we still won. Like, nobody's gonna look at the Facts, next person as different, no matter who you are, you know, even like yeah. the Asian people that live in the hood, black yeah, people, they facts. consider them black people because, you know, Man. nobody's looked at different. So, I mean, it's just it's a big melting pot, different different cultures and all mm-hmm. that i mean you get a variety out here so it's always it's a good place to grow up it teaches you a lot of different things so Facts. that's pretty much it I, I feel that all right you know with growing up in long beach how was some of you guys's childhood i'll go first mm-hmm. in this one um for me honestly you know i've had two loving parents you know uh for majority of my life i had my mom and my dad in the picture you know so um I've got more than most people, you know, but um, for the most part, I, I had a wonderful childhood. Like I had a mother who works or worked so hard, extremely hard to get me and my brother everything, you know, that we wanted. She worked two jobs. There was times where she would go straight from her overnight job straight to the shop, which is mm-hmm. her main job, a uh, hairstylist. And she and she wouldn't complain one time. She sacrificed so much for me and my brother. Um, you know, it, she was a little on a stricter making sure that we safe and make good decisions but at the time you know kids you just want to hang out with your friends but uh you never really understand why she wasn't letting you go out and do all these Mm -hmm. things with your friends because peer pressure could be something you know that most people don't take into effect but peer pressure is real and you know i feel like maybe i would have been one of those people who easily could have fell into peer pressure so at the same time I i appreciate my mom for protecting me as much as she did and all the decisions that she made but um, our childhood was great. My mom took us on a lot of vacations. We went to San Diego a lot. Always went to a the lot. San Diego. 
Uh, we went to Disneyland a lot. She always had to hook up at Disneyland. We went always. to SeaWorld a lot. Like, it was a lot of different things. I wouldn't complain at all about my childhood. You know, my mom is my hero. A story that's most prominent to me is uh, how one time, I remember my mom was, you know, she was going through a couple of things and she would tell, she told me, oh, I don't know if I'll get you guys anything for Christmas this year. Like, you know, time's been rough. Like, I got to pay the rent. I got this. I got that. This is when my mom uh, and my dad separated. And I was just like, me and I remember me and my brother was like, okay, that's fine, mom. Like, we totally understand. And I don't know what she did, like, but she made it happen. She made it she, I remember she she got two big stockings and filled it up with all type of stuff, underwear, gift cards, candy, like. You talking about fifty seven thirty two on Oakbrook? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I mm-hmm. and I just and I just remember yes, waking up that morning, not still, like I still got my family, I still got a roof over my head, and I still and I just remember seeing those stockings and like me, I'm like, wow, my mom really made it happen. Like she didn't have to. She told us already that she probably wouldn't be able to get us anything, but she made it happen. So from that moment, I always made sure whatever I did, I always had my mom in the back of my mind. And I'm proud of my mother and also my father. I'll give a shout out to him, but just mainly my mom. All right, Freddie, what you got? Um, well, for me, I would kind of say that I think different from the three of you, you know, I, I wouldn't say that I really grew up in Long Beach as a kid. Um, for me, growing up, you know, my parents got divorced when I was like seven, so a lot of it kind of kind of like what Brian was saying was I was very I was very sheltered growing up. You know, I didn't really have a lot of choice in terms of the things that I got to do. And as a kid, it was like a lot of the learning that I did predominantly took place like again for me outside of the classroom. So while I was in school, you know, that's one thing, but learning to to deal with people and relationships, I did that watching my mom and my dad and you know, how, you know, one household was different than the other and, you know, things like that. And, you know, kind of like I said, with our, with our intros, like I, I took Long Beach to heart more as I got older, but as a kid, you know, it was, you know, I didn't get to see the same things that you guys might've gotten to see because, you know, for the most part, if I wasn't at school, I was at home. So it was like once my day was done, I was getting picked up and I was either at my mom's house or if it was a specific day of the week, I was with my dad and vice versa. So, you know, just growing up, even though I lived in Long Beach my entire life, you know, up until now, you know, it was always cool being able to hang out with with my mom, who I'm very thankful for and the lessons that she taught me and, and kind of the same thing about, you know, she instilled in me you know, being my own person, you know, she was always there for me and gave me, you know, wisdom and all of that and and guidance whenever she felt like I needed it or whenever I would ask for it. But she was very big on learning to be independent and, you know, making decisions for yourself, you know, not to be a follower. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I feel like that really, you know, paid off for me, especially going through going to a school in a different city with people who were in a different tax bracket than me at the time, you know, because there were things that, you know, they were into and it was easy because people liked me, but it was like, it would have been easy for me to be like, well, everybody else is doing it. So, 
Yeah. You know, like, why not? Like, I wanted, I wanted to fit in, too. You know, I was like, I never had a solid group of friends because everybody lived in a different city. Yeah, so yeah. I didn't I wasn't able to just leave my house like, oh, I'm going over to so-and-so's house and they were like up the street or whatever, you know. So, you know, I, I'm thankful for her and, and my dad as well, you know, for the part that he played, you know, in in, in raising me and, and all the lessons that I learned from both of them, you know. But growing up, you know, it was just a little different. Again, I always felt like, you know, there was a lot even to this day, I still feel like there was a lot that I missed out on growing up the way that I did because I went to school in Cerritos, you know, I went to uh, Valley Christian and, you know, again, everybody else was, you know, upper middle class and, you know, I'm not, I wasn't like poor or anything like that, but it just felt like everybody else had more than I did. And it was like, they were all, you know, into stuff that, you know, I was like, I really, you know, I could get into that if I was that type of person, but something was always like, you know, that's not you. And I, I always thought that was like my mom and my dad, like in the back of my head, like, you know, we raised you better than that. And I'm super thankful that, you know, that's the person that they raised and that they they instilled in me those type of things to where it's like, I know who I am and what I'm about and the things that I will allow and the things I will not compromise on because, you know, it would have been so easy. And I say this all the time. I could be a whole other person if I had been somebody that was easily influenced mm-hmm. or if my parents didn't care about who I was hanging around. Yeah, I felt I and, feel that. And and stuff like that. You know, it's like it's like I say all the time, like I could be, you know, dead right now. You know, that's really how I feel yeah. about it. If if I really would have <clears throat> had two parents that while they were not together, you know, didn't take the time to to still raise me, I could have been a completely different person. And yeah. through it, and through my my uh, my childhood and my developmental years, middle school, high school, and to now, you know, they really gave me the tools to to be a grown to be a grown man and be independent and to to think for myself, which you know we see less and less of nowadays, especially in the social media era, where you know you got to hop on the latest trend and you know whether it's fashion or music or you know, whatever it is, if it's an app, you know, it's like, you gotta be, if you want to be cool, you gotta do this. If you want to be this, you gotta do that, you know? And, you know, one thing I can appreciate, even though we all may have grown up different in our own homes is that we all know who we are as individual men and we can come together on the fact that, you know, we have similar mindsets, but we still challenge each other to be better you know, and it's not like we're attacking each other. It's just on the aspect of growth. You know, we want to see each other do better. And that's Thanks. the one thing that I've always appreciated about you guys, because I remember growing up and and praying for people like you guys in my life. So it was like, I always tell y'all that I thank y'all for that. And that, you know, we met when we did and how we did. Mm-hmm. But, you know, growing up, you know, I had to learn that on my own. And then now it's just cool seeing it come full circle with men like you guys in my life that that have those characteristics that I always ask for. Got you. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel that. Yeah, I feel Back. it. So Jalen, go ahead if you want to just throw in a little mm-hmm. comment if you want. Well, but pretty much my childhood wasn't too bad. You know, my mom, she was in nursing school trying to raise three kids on her own, mm-hmm. but hey, she... She did it. She turned out pretty fine, but um, 
we had ups and downs. Mom, we bounced around. My mom couldn't always afford to pay rent, so we had to move with my grandma for a little bit. Taught me where to be at, where not to go, and I know. Um, let me see. Fuck. <laughs> I can't even know what. Damn. It's all good. Just the fast yeah. forward, like just yeah. the fast forward to high school. I remember when I first met you, bro, and I was yeah. like, "Hold on, this boy <laughs> pulling up with a drunk collar shirt on." The collar oh wow, <laughs> wow that's crazy. That I was like, "Tell he got a little bit of swag on him," but I remember, I remember Bryson telling me that he kind of knew you from Hughes a little bit. So yeah. I was like, "Oh, Dog, okay." Bro. And, Remember, you was like a pathological liar, bro. <laughs> <laughs> listen, listen, y'all. Let me, liar. Listen, no, I'm pathological. <laughs> I gotta tell you about how Jalen used to be. So you know, kind of one of the main ones that was like into shoes and stuff. So I would always be like, "Oh, Jalen, you seen those new like? For example, you seen those new fours that came out?" And he'd be like, "Yeah, bro, I got them." Holy. Those man, I was old, oh, bro. Going to school tomorrow. He's all right for sure. I got you. So y'all, tomorrow come. This Jalen, Jalen, not even wearing them, bro. What happened to the force? Oh, bro, my mom said I can't even wear them today. I'm like, oh, that's right. it. But yeah, but in high school, I remember I wasn't really at that time from like. I want to say until senior year. So from freshman to junior, I wasn't really concerned with girls. I was a little socially awkward too. I'm not even going to lie. Like I was not worried about girls. I was scared to talk to girls. Like girls was the last thing on my mind until, you know, until my senior year. So yeah, we know you. Hey man, look, high uh, school was just, I don't know, like transitioning from, from middle school and elementary school and you get to high school. And again, me and Brian went to um, a private school for a few years. Mm-hmm. So like going from private school to public school is one of the toughest transitions because when I was in middle school, I got bullied, bullied a little bit. You feel me? And like, because you was always going, to, you was always going to school ashy. That's why. <laughs> hey, how did you, bro? But the lotion I was using wasn't working. Oh man! But like, <laughs> but again, so I had to, you know, you know when you ashy, bro, you you spit on your hands oh, and no. get it like. Oh, I had to resort to that, bro. Idiot, that. So, go ahead. Uh-huh. I mean, basically, from uh-huh. what he's saying, I I mainly wore pants to be honest in middle school, <laughs> <laughs> but. But yeah, I mean, when we got to high school, high school is just so different. Like, yeah. you you yeah. really meet a, a bunch of different people, like from from everywhere in Long Beach. It's not just like they from one. It's every, literally everywhere. Yeah, West yeah, Side, bro. East Side, North Side, mm-hmm. all that, and and everybody talk different. So you pick up little, you know, you pick up little slang things here and there, and you see different types of fashion that people have. Mm-hmm. Even even in school uniform, people think that everybody wear the same. No, people literally dress different in, with that uniform, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Because You know what's... Cr- oh, go ahead, Bryson. Go ahead, keep it. Yeah, because, like, it's just, like, a form of, of the way we could... The only way we could express ourselves was, like, with accessories, shoes, mm-hmm. uh, like, headbands, stuff like that, mm. you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm little things we had to do though. just to look different. I'm not going to yeah. lie, though. I'm so happy our school was uh, uniform. uniform. I, I cause, cause 
my drip, <laughs> my drip back then was not it. Woo! My drip was not it. That boy like, the, was wearing talking... the sleeveless hoodie. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we ain't gonna talk about that. We, bro, I remember all the time I used to just be like, man, I wish we wore free dress like all the time. But I was like, like looking back at it now, I'm like, I hey. did not have the fits for free hey, dress. But we had that like, one week though, free the dress. Facilities for that. Everybody oh, was goodness. like, hold on, I want that girl. Hold on, I want her. Like. Bro, free free dress really bought really brought like everybody out was like, oh, this this who you really are, man. For free dress for me, I was like, oh, I get to wear basketball shorts. That's man, I, <laughs> I get to wear sandals to school. Uh-uh. Nah, no, one of my old. Yeah. yeah, she put up a picture of me in the the jean shorts with oh, the oh, designs on the back. Oh, 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 oh. With the designs on the back. The homie had the rockerwears, huh? Nah, I, damn. Remember y'all? Remember y'all had the fours with the Air Max? Oh, bubble? the fours with the Air Max, bubble, bro. That was our rain shoes, bro. Hey, hey, I Yo, bro, I did not know about shoes back then, bro. No, for sure, did. Thing, bro. Hey, hey, but Jalen, you know why I wore them, right? They gave uh, me an extra two inches. Oh yeah, that, <laughs> that they gave boy me extra... boys are pulling fits off with them things on. God, we ain't gonna talk about that, bro. I'll leave that alone. And I, that I didn't get crazy. Know but Freddie, how was it for you going to like, you know, what I'm saying like a predominantly white public school all your, I mean, a private school your whole entire life? Like, how was that? Um, damn. Well, I had started off at this school that was literally maybe a block and a half away from my house up until like second grade, and mm-hmm. you know, obviously it was a public school and it was cool. Like, I was, you know, I my teacher had really gotten me started on reading, and I was, you know. Def, my teacher could tell like I was more into education than you know most of the other kids and I would always help her out and you know do stuff around the school and, and stuff like that and then switching from that to the elementary middle and high school that I eventually graduated from it was it was a bit of a culture shock um you know just First of all, transitioning to a uniform, I'm like, uh, what the hell is this? Uh, and the thing was, like, when they implemented uniform was literally the year that I decided to go there. Because before that, they were wearing free dress anyway. And I was like, wow, so as soon as I get here, now y'all want to take away free dress. That's trash. <laughs> and, you know, it was it was an adjustment because, you know, I was, again, you know, when you're a kid, there are certain things you don't pay attention to, like, you know, the politics of school, you know, like mm-hmm. who's popular, yeah. you know, this, that, and the third. It was kind of mm-hmm. just like, do people like me or not? And you go from being like in a class, like it was one classroom to, you know, you have multiple classes throughout the day. You Like you have, you know, first period, second period, all of that. And you're no longer the smartest person in the room. And it was like, damn okay, like, I really got to figure out where I fit in here. And it's like, I say this all the time, like, kids are, and I'm sure y'all know this, like, kids are mean. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, if and, a kid don't like you, you got to be a truly evil person. I'm sorry. That's how I feel about that. Man. Like, you got for to. sure, kids don't lie. You know what I'm saying? And it's man, like... We had kids spitting on people at our school. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, hell no. Bryson was a victim. <laughs> hey, no, he didn't get... You are a victim. <laughs> I thought that. Oh hell no! They ain't spitting on uh nah. 
but <laughs> you know it was it was just crazy because again you know growing up in Long Beach like we like we all acknowledged it's it's very diverse you know you meet people from different cultures you know you have your Cambodia town you have your your Chinese people your Asian people your Filipino people your black people your white people you know and then you go to a school that's primarily white and it's like it's just things I was like never exposed to how you talk to certain people and you know people make jokes like oh white kids talk like this to their parents boom boom and it's like Mm -hmm. you know you think that's a joke no that's for real (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, no, yeah, like, it really is for real, bro. You had kids getting mad because they didn't get the right lunchable that day. I'm like, are y'all serious right now? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, for know, real, bro. And the, it was like, it was just a whole bunch of just relearning. Like, okay, this is these are things that you know I'm gonna have to to try to understand. You know, and I'm thankful that I had a mom that you know was able she was always in the business world because that's what she went to school for. So she helped me transition that. But it was like, damn, like I go from being like one of the minorities at school to being one of the only minorities at the school. And then you kind of have to deal with that. Like the other black people there don't necessarily act like you. And it's like, mm-hmm. you're, you're different from them too. It's like, <clears throat> damn, like where do I fit in here? You yeah. know what I'm saying? And, and that was the hardest part about going to, to Valley at the time because it was like I like had to refigure out what my identity was because before it was like I guess I was kind of like teacher's pet or you know but I just I just love learning like I love reading helping out doing what I could and then it was like they didn't need me and there were like other periods and other kids and it was like oh this person has been going here since they were this age and you know they've got like seniority and oh this person the teacher's chill like the teacher's kid and it was mm-hmm. like like oh we all we been hanging out like we go to their house on the weekend like oh do you live right here or do you have like i ain't got none of that bro like damn and it was like you know and then you get to elementary and then middle school <laughs> it's like that's when like puberty starts to kick in then it's like damn okay first it was do i does anybody like me it's like now that the girls like me and then, you know, you're talking about uniform is the only way to express yourself. You ain't had no drip, nigga. I ain't have no drip. I for sure have none of the fits. You feel me? And it's like yeah. uh-huh. private school in another city and the school is predominantly white. And it was like, and again, I had white friends. Like, everybody was cool. You know what I'm saying? But it was like, y'all dress completely different from the people back home that I know. And it's like, do I like start dressing like y'all? Or do mm-hmm. I keep like dressing like how I dress at the crib? And it was like yeah. you started getting more black people at the school or minorities, and it was cool. And then you know, middle school is when everybody started wearing like basketball shorts under their shorts or yeah. their pants, like because uh-huh. uh, we had be that, hoop we had, at all times. At all we times. Had, yeah, because we had hoops by the lunch tables. So it was like once we got done eating, and hey, y'all trying to go hoop, like you take them shorts off and you go Facts. Hoop. Mm-hmm. And, Facts. right. And then, you know, you get to high school, obviously, and then now it's like, okay, where are you going to go with life? And your grades are starting to be more important to you. Mm-hmm. And people are starting to, at least for high school, you're starting to get into more serious relationships. You know, so people are starting to drive now, get cars, get jobs. You know, life is starting to hit everybody, whether it's like an illness in the family or people move away and, you know, stuff like that. And it was like, man, like, I go home and then like everybody else has this life 
that's like centered around school. And the one thing I always say about high school is that high school was never like that was never my time. And (laughs) what I meant by that when I talk to people from high school is that I was I always felt like I was just doing four years of life. Like I never was in the moment at any point in high school. I just felt like I was there. And then the four years went by. I graduated and that was it. Uh, I never there was never anything to to cement me in any moment in school you know it was like I wish I like I look back and it was like damn I could have been in this club or I wish I would have played that sport or took more control of this situation and you know and the school you know wasn't bad you know I just wish there were more things that I could have been involved with you know, as a private school, you know, they have all these clubs and, you know, groups and whatnot. But it was always like I always felt like I was never there was nothing to submit me to that school. That Just to backpedal a little bit off what we've been talking about, um, what are some goals or dreams you some of you guys had as kids? You know, what are, uh, are and just are they the same or are they different now just based on the different things you've gone through in life? For me as a kid, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. So, like, again, I have an older brother, and, I mean, Brian is really, like, you know what I mean? He was always there. So, like, I wanted mm-hmm. to do, just as being a, as a younger a younger sibling, you always want to do whatever the older brother does or the older sibling does, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, I really honestly didn't know what I wanted to do, but I know it was one point where I really wanted to get into, like, modeling and, uh, like, doing... Uh, oh. uh, <laughs> Yeah, bro. I actually, it was, it was bro, and I used to talk to mom, hey, mom about this. She was, she was cool with it. She told me she was like, Dana, he was oh, about to sell them to... rusty wrenches. <laughs> and I and I wanted to get into acting. No, I got a word. Like I wanted to do acting, and, yeah, I wanted, nah, he was and my serious, mom was yeah. like, my mom, she was like, yeah, find a class, and I will, I will pay for it, and I'll put you in or whatever. And like you know, I was doing mm-hmm. research, but then like I was like, I started to doubt myself. Mm-hmm. I, I, I started to curl. That's why and that boy wanted to be a Disney Channel star. <laughs> I like really, yeah. I, I really started to doubt myself, and I was like, Nah, I'm gonna just, I'm gonna just play sports. I, I don't think that's for me. I've always had coaches tell me like, You can play professionally, like you can play basketball professionally. So like me, I like started to take it a little more serious, you know. But I feel like things are different now. Just you know, I've a, I've a fiance now. Mm-hmm. You know, I got to make sure mm-hmm. she's good. Yes, I don't want to be. I don't. I don't want to be too far away from her. I want to always make sure she's good. I don't want something to happen and I'm all the way in, you know, Ro- Romania or, you know, you go slob, you know, and I, you go slob. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <Man>. <laughs> and I'm not able to, you know, come in, come in, make sure she all right. So um, she's, you know, my world right now. And I just want to make sure she's good. So at the moment I'm working at Nike and I'm trying to move my way up, you know, eventually I'm gonna move out to Oregon with my two brothers. Yes, I'm very, very passionate about not only Nike, but just clothes, shoes, everything in general. So um, right now, that's that's what my eyes are set on. And, you know, just making sure I can find a way to provide for my my future family and my fiance at the moment. So, yeah, yes, that's pretty much all my goals and dreams at the moment. Yes, ladies, he's off the market. (laughs) As a kid, wanted to be a firefighter, the usual that everybody wants to be. But facts. You know, dreams got dash. Your boy got asthma, so that was <laughs> that, that three happen. of us. <laughs> that boy, that boy, boy Jalen be on that machine looking like he on his last leg. Oh, stop <laughs> it! I don't even use that. Jalen got an iron <laughs> run, y'all. Oh, uh, 
<laughs> nah, but you know, eventually moved on, told myself be a physical therapist and all that. But eventually I found my love. Well, not love, but you know, calling, but I like nursing, so I'm going back to school for nursing. Okay. Trying to, yeah, yes, sir. Trying right. to better myself, get some more stability, you know. Yeah, I feel that. Like helping people because that's pretty much what makes me happy is seeing me help somebody through their day because you never know what somebody going through. Just Thanks. one little smile or asking them how they doing can go a long way. So, Thanks. you know, man, always just man. to piggyback off that is like for real, like homelessness is a real, real big, you know, thing to me. And um, what's crazy is I actually talked to one of my, my boys that I, that I hoop with. And he's someone who's like, he's told me like, Brian, I'm an NBA player. Like, I don't train to go overseas. I'm training because God told me I'm going to be an NBA player. And I believe him just from his work ethic and how he carry himself. Like, I know for sure he going to make it. But me and him kind of had lunch uh, either yesterday or two days ago. And we were kind of talking about how we wanted to start a nonprofit organization to help homeless kids homeless people so we we want to find property and you know half the property we can you know make residential for rent and all that but the other half is going to be to kind of get these homeless people back on their feet and the reason why I want to move up in Nike is you know while I'm doing this on the side I'm able to provide them with clothes shoes you know polos you know whatever I can do to help them get back on their feet and to you know eventually get their life back on track you give me so uh, create a nonprofit is something that I'm truly big on. What about you, Freddie? What What were some goals and dreams you had as a kid? Ooh, we. Okay. <laughs> so, again, so growing up, my thing was I don't think I ever wanted to ever have a real job, like a nine to five. Like, <laughs> like I, don't, I don't know. Like something in me never liked the idea of having a boss. Like, no, that, no, that boy no, want to no. be a sugar baby. Nah, okay, nah. <laughs> hey, I'm about to for you, bro, because I do not, bro. I don't know what it is. I do not like answering to anybody higher. I will yeah, anybody, make sure though. I can put myself under. Like at my job now, people answer to me. Oh, I, I like yeah, I have a boss. Shark, but like, <laughs> but like. It, it ain't like that, bro. Like we cool. I make sure I'm cool with my boss because I don't. I don't like like having a figurehead over me. But continue. My bad. I didn't yeah. mean to interrupt. But go ahead. Go ahead. No. Yeah. Yeah. No. Like for real. Like I grew up, and I think you know I, I didn't unfortunately um, have the firefighter dream for me. It was <laughs> <laughs> yeah. y'all some basics. Oh, uh, here we go. <laughs> All right. Uh, it was. It was Shut like up. nigga always... think he more his chestnut. <laughs> <laughs> nah, he, was, he, was trying to, he was trying to model for some eczema cream. Oh, <laughs> oh chill out. <laughs> Don't that do me like wanted, that. That, that boy wanted to be an aquaphor model. <laughs> yeah, chill out. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Go ahead. Nah, for me, like I always had a love for for sports and. Mm. Uh, anybody that knows me knows I love the game of basketball. Like, I love watching basketball, talking about it, breaking it down, you know, mm-hmm. like real basketball, not yeah, no facts. 
Not no analytics, yeah. no plus minus, no yeah. like you no know, no skip NBA. Relax. Don't have him fighting no women on here. Oh me, you get a shot the first episode. I'm not fighting no women. Bird will give you a cold bucket. Hey, Jay Bird will give you a cold bucket. That's crazy. Ah, nah, but. For me, it's like I love I love the game of basketball. I'm glad it's back. You know, with everything Amen. going on, it's been it's been great. Watch. I'm a Laker fan, but it's been absolutely beautiful to watch people like Damian Lillard and Devin Booker <sighs> Man. absolutely just just play basketball beautifully. You know what I'm saying? I love that. Yeah. And yeah. You know, but my my first love when it came to sports was always football. And I all for growing up as a kid, I wanted to be a football player. And not no wide receiver, not no running back, not no none of that. I wanted to be a, I wanted to play defense. Mm-hmm. And that was my, that was growing up as a kid. I was like, I want to play football. I want to play football. I want to play football. And then, you know, you get older and, you know, certain things may get in the way, whether it's, you know, parents, oh, it's, it's violent. I don't want you to get hurt, mm-hmm. you know, whatever, whatever the case was, you know. And, you know, it kind of transitioned into, well, I still have a love for sports. Mm-hmm. And, you know, right around the time I get ready to graduate, I wanted to be in sports broadcasting, you know, like being on the radio or even, you know, on TV like Mark Jackson or Jeff Van Gundy or Mike Breen, you know, stuff like that was like, you know, that's cool. Like I get if I work for a team, you know, get to, you know, call shots and, you know, either I'm a color commentator or a play by play and you know, my mom had connections with people that worked at different colleges like uh, UC Irvine, for instance. And, you know, it was cool being in high school, getting a visit up there because the girls were pretty good looking, you know what I'm saying? But, <laughs> you know, I got to sit in the commentator booth and, you know, they had like like privileges and stuff like that. And, you know, it kind of transitioned as I got older. And one thing I learned about me is the things you have an interest in might change, but the thing that you have a love for always remains the same. Facts. You know, mm-hmm. and I had this conversation. I'm pretty sure that I may have been on Xbox when this happened. I had it like, I guess you could call it an epiphany. It's like, I love sports. I love helping people. I love, you know, people being able to talk to me about their issues or what they're going through. But the one thing that I've always had a super passion for, like the game industry or like work in the specifically for me is the Star Wars franchise. Mm-hmm. You know, whether that's being in a movie, I'm not saying I got a lead or anything. That's not, you know, really my like it is what it is. But, you know, whether it's working as in a game or voiceover work or, you know, a TV show or whatever, like I just love that franchise. But for me, like talking to people and like I can talk to anybody about anything, but when I have a conversation with people about, you know, comics or games or movies, or we talking about DC or Marvel, if we talking about Star Wars, Star Trek, if we talking about Batman or Superman or Iron Man or Captain America, like that, I don't know what it is, but that gets me going. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. it's like, you know, I can sit here, we can we can break down basketball all day, like you know, it's like, oh, LeBron ain't even the best player in the league. Like, what are you talking about? Like, yeah. 
you know, we like I can go back for, with anybody or anything. First of all, I just want to slightly slide this in here. Skip Bayless be talking out the side of his neck ninety five percent of the time. But <laughs> man, um, man, you know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. And I be bro, Skip be getting on my nerves, but my, mine too. Uh huh. But for me, it was like I had an epiphany one day, and I've had conversations with people that ask me. And when like when people put you in a position to really sit there and challenge yourself, like, what do you want to do? Especially when you're somebody that's never like had a defined this is, you know, you I was never able to attach myself to, oh, I'm a football player, or I'm a basketball player, or I'm really good at math, or I'm really good at English. It was always, I'm pretty good at a few things. But it was never like this is what I can tie myself to. Yeah, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and it was, and it was like I had a conversation with my dad and my stepmother, and then with my mom. It was like, what do you want to do? And it was like, I want to get into YouTube. But for me, it's like I don't want to get into YouTube for the politics of getting big and exactly having giveaways and all this, that, and the third, this, that, and the third. Because the one thing that always grounded me was the conversations with my mom, because of course. I don't have an attachment to money, but I understand that in the world we live in, money plays a part in the things that you have access to. True. Thanks. And for me, me and my mom always talked about, or if, if let's say, you know, I play the numbers and I hit, you know, what would we do? Like, first of all, we would go, we would go off the, off the grid and uh-huh. then take care of the people that, that looked out for us when maybe we had it rough, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Anonymously or whatever. And then I always wanted to set up a fund for like education. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Whether it's people in my own city or to send people to college or Man. whatever whatever the case may be. Like that's always been where I've where I've been at when it comes to if I ever got a, a, a busload of money, like what do I want to do with it? I don't want to have a big house with rooms for like twelve people yeah, we, that I'm not ever gonna sleep in. Too. Man. Right? You know what I'm saying? Like I don't need all that. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Like we, we watch people going, like they buying them the big ass Balenciaga shoes that don't even fit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They want, uh-huh. you know, name brand jeans, you know what I'm saying? That don't even uh-huh. look good. And it's like, I still want to be wearing Vans and, yeah. and cool looking Nikes yeah. and stuff like that, that, that maybe costs over $60. But like, I'm not trying to buy, you know, some crazy expense. Like, I don't want to have six cars in my garage, man. You know, like uh-huh. I don't need all that. Yeah, you know nice. what I'm saying? Like, uh-huh. I don't, I don't need, I don't need like eight chains on my neck and two two watches on both wrists. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, like, that's, like that's stupid. Like, that's money I could have invested somewhere. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, and somebody asked me, he's like, how do you know, what are your, what's your goal for? How do you know you made it? And I was like, when I can afford to move my mom up out of where she's living at mm-hmm. and get her the car that she wants to, that she's always wanted to drive, and to, and to where she doesn't have to ever work again and I can wake up and I don't, I can wake up whenever I want to and I'm still making money, I'm good. Mm-hmm. I grew up with moms. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, that's been my backbone and my best friend since I was born. Oh, we know. You oh, know? I know. Oh, yeah, we for sure know. Same, same and, mm-hmm. Man, and so it's like, you know, she's always grounded me and it's like, if I, if I have the, if I get to the point where she's living comfortably on some, you know, beachfront property waking up, you know, chilling with her homegirls, driving a car she's always wanted to drive and I can wake up and I'm making money still because I have a business and investments and I have the ability to go and and give money to properly to, you know, either schools or invest in stuff that really needs to be invested in, not like I'm giving money to to schools that always get money. Like I want to invest in something for real. 
You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Like uh-huh. if I like I only want to get big so that way I can get back. Basically. Uh-huh. Basically. You know yep. what I'm saying? Like it's not about getting big so I can, you know, go to the club and pop bottles and take IG pictures with celebrities. Like I want to get big so I can get back. Yeah. yeah. For Bryson and Jalen, y'all like Freddie kind of gave us his little rendition mm-hmm. of what he would do. Say y'all hit the lottery. <laughs> what's some what are some things that y'all would invest in or what's some things you guys will feel obligated to do with that money? It makes you want to be a better person. It makes you want to get back. You know what I mean? Yep. <laughs> Cause that's just how big my heart is and I don't care. Gotcha. I'm a giver. Yep. I'm for sure yep. a giver. What about you, Coochie Scout? Yeah, uh, this guy. Anybody that's family or close to me, I'm pretty much telling them to quit their job because you know, if depending on the amount that I get, but I'm pretty much taking care of everybody because you know, Man. if uh-huh. you if you near and dear to me, I ain't gonna have you out there still working yeah. and putting yourself through all that when we got Facts. it now, so we don't have to worry about it. That's what I would do. Yeah, for me, like, you already know it's the same thing. I'm not gonna, you know, spend time telling people the exact same thing I would do, but you already know the first thing I'm invested in. Bryson already know <laughs> them Dutch bros is yeah. coming to Southern Cal. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's all the time that we got for this first episode. You know, you guys want to close with anything? <laughs> wow. What? Uh, I mean, I got one thing, man. Treat people how you want to be treated. That's all I'm going to say. Got you. Uh, that's big that's friends. a big one over here. That's a big one. Uh, mm-hmm. For me, you know, it's it's been a rough time, you know, with everything going on at the moment. And, mm-hmm. you know, I can honestly say, you know, if you truly believe in God like I do, like you've been, I've been extremely blessed mm-hmm. during these rough times. And, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of people be like, oh, my 2020 is all down the wind, like down the drain. And, you know, my 2020 isn't going the way I wanted to. But mm-hmm. for me, it's been more than a blessing. Like I've seen more money than I've, I've ever seen in a year this year. I've got a I got a new car. Like, you know, I've I've mm-hmm. made a lot of new Same. friendships. I got a lot of brothers that, you know, I can really rely on, you know, and it's just and it really just opened my my eyes to, you know, all the things that I was doing that I can, you know, do better in my life. And, you know, thank like of course we all wish, you know, what's going on wouldn't happen but at the same time i'm extremely blessed because it opened my eyes to you know not only giving praise to the most high who's blessed me with everything but it's Mm -hmm. also making sure that i don't take those things for granted and make sure i appreciate everything that i've been given so also i've just been putting everything in the air like i've been asking god for all these things that he's been giving it to me Mm -hmm. you know so timing is always the perfect yep. timing you know mm-hmm. and and be patient you know that's that's be yeah, that's just one thing i would say sometimes it may happen faster but if uh, faster than usual but if not just mm-hmm. you know continue to be patient continue to pray he's not neglecting you he's just he's just saying you're not ready for your blessing well for me one thing that i've really come you know to understand is that life is long mm-hmm. and at the same time life is also very short and one thing I've I've come to to understand is that when you have people around you that you care about, for one, make sure that they know that you care about them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it's an I love you or if you're not a verbal person and it's more action, let that be known. You know, life is, is short enough to where holding on to grudges or things that you may that may have hurt you in the past you know, and you feel like, yo, it's not important now, you know, I'll just let it go or whatever. 
Mm-hmm. You know, if you have people that care about you and or you care about or, or things that, you know, may be causing you emotional pain mm-hmm. or whatever the case may be, if you can let it go, let it go. If you can talk about it, talk about it. But, you know, at the end of the day, when you have people in your life, let them know that you love them, man. Yeah, you know, in whatever, however your love language <laughs> is. You know, whether it's gifts or time or saying I love you or whatever it is, you know, make sure that the people around you know, because you have, you know, you never know how much time you really have. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So take take everything as it comes. Live, Live in the moment and make sure that, you know, you're also taking care of yourself out here. Obviously, with everything going on, we always we want everybody to be safe. Facts, right? Be smart, be woke. That's first episode of Products of Long Beach Podcast. You know, we hope you guys enjoyed this first episode. Now, it's your boy BC Got it's Kicks. You feel me? BC versus the world. Fat Child Boom and want some more, nigga. Then <laughs> <laughs> we got Coochie Scout. Coochie, Coochie Scout out. Scout. <laughs> Coochie Scout. <laughs> <laughs>